The Bulletin. Time for the Bulletin. Indeed, before we welcome in Andrew Gordy, I can tell you it has finished up between the Republican Islands and the All Whites. One all. Uh, New Zealand equalising in the second half after conceding a sloppy goal around about 31 minutes in. Uh, they looked much better as the game grew on and they had a header with the very last play of the game from Tyler Bindon about seven, eight yards out. That could have stolen it. So it ends up Ireland 1, New Zealand 1. So good news for Darren Basie, bad news for Stephen Kenny, who is dead man walking anyway in Irish football, if not uh, in the next couple of hours. Uh, hello, Andrew Gordy from News Hub. How are you, friend? I'm not bad, Daniel McCarty from Sands. How are you? I'm very well. I would like to know if Grant Chapman has apologised to you publicly after the character assassination of you last week. No, he hasn't. And look, it just comes as standard these days. So I'm used to um, I'm used to having uh, you know crap spoken about me on on the on the airwaves, mate. So, um, look, I've got my lawyers involved, and I'll just let them deal with it at this stage. I think you know what I mean. <laughs> Brilliant. Uh, the All Whites must be pleased with that result. Maybe not the first 30 minutes, but the result anyway. Yeah, exactly. Like one, one all against an Irish team that is obviously ranked well ahead of them in the world rankings. I know you don't necessarily read everything into world rankings, Daniel, as you know. But, um, look, they needed a result, didn't they? They needed some kind of result, and God knows they needed a goal. So I'm pleased they managed to get one this morning. And look, yeah, that's, that's, the, that's the only direction this team really needs to be heading at this stage. So, no, no complaints. And, you know, I think especially after... The performance against uh, against Greece the other, the other morning. Um, that's a that's a result they'll they'll be very happy with, I think, Daniel. Yeah, indeed. Hey, football fans, don't forget. Uh, Fred Jong's going to give us a detailed breakdown after eleven o'clock on that game specifically. But there is a lot of footballing news. Uh, Andrew, really keen to get your reaction to um, Auckland getting two A League franchises, both a men's and a women's uh, one. Uh, your, your overall thoughts on what awaits. Yeah, look, overall thoughts, uh, I thought Bill Foley obviously talked a pretty good game, you say, and, and, and it's easy to talk a big game when uh, you've got the, the, the finances, I suppose, and, and the track record that this man has in terms of um, taking over sports teams and, and producing success relatively quickly, do you know what I mean? So, um, fair, fair play to the guy, and, and I hope that some of the things he said yesterday ring true, but... He has got one hell of a job on his hands, Daniel. And look, forgive me for being a little bit cynical and perhaps a wee bit negative, but I've seen this movie twice before and both of those movies were pretty shit. And so I don't have an awful lot of confidence that the third movie uh, in this trilogy is going to be a raging success, if you know what I mean. So, And I think a, a key part of that element, Daniel, is the engagement of... Uh, Aucklanders and Auckland football fans. Um, so that's where I think this team really has has a challenge on its hands, or this club has a challenge on its hands. And actually, like I, I'm, I'm sure one of the questions you're perhaps going to ask me is what 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 should the name of this club be? And look, without sort of thinking too deeply about it, they need Auckland to be united behind this club. So to me, if there was a perfect name for it, it should probably be Auckland United. Unfortunately. Um, that, that club already exists as, as the result of a merger between two Auckland clubs only a handful of years ago. So I don't know, though, whether it's possible for perhaps Bill Foley to approach Auckland United and say, how about um, letting me buy the, the naming rights, I suppose, to your club and you can come up with some other sort of name. But uh, that's just one idea. The other idea I have, which is probably a little bit far-fetched, Daniel, 
um, and, and I'm sure wouldn't happen, but it's very common, as you'll know, over in Europe in particular, um, for, for sporting clubs um, to have, you know, like, like Barcelona, like Real Madrid, to have, you know, a football club, volleyball teams, handball teams. The best, the best and strongest, um, I suppose, brand in New Zealand is the Warriors. So what about the idea of uh, perhaps giving the, lending the name to this new club? Interesting. Instant reaction probably coming through in five, four, three, two, one on double eight, double three. I, I'd personally go with uh, that one of my favourite clubs in Botswana called Miscellaneous. Um, they're literally called Miscellaneous. Yeah, brilliant name up there with um, FL Fart in North Norway. That's the level of maturity I show, Andrew. To be honest, the name's a name. I, I'd like to know if it's going to work a little bit more. And surely we've moved on from those dreadful movies. And you're right, they were stinkers. They were absolute horror movies. Uh, but And not in a good way. But surely times have changed. That's that's a long time ago now. Do you have much faith? Well, what, give me a yeah. reason for faith that they will be able to engage with that community and for it to be uh, more of a success. Right, so that's the key, isn't it, Daniel? That like, I agree with you. Like The running of both the Kings and the Knights were, were a disaster um, in terms of how those clubs were run off the field. Now, that's where the big change is going to come, right? Bill Foley, and I'm sure, is going to assemble a, an excellent administrative staff who are going to run this club properly. They've obviously got the financial backing. Um, they're going to be able to put, to put together a strong roster, at least buy a strong roster to start with, and I'm sure that they're going to look into uh, establishing firm roots, uh, a strong academy system, which obviously every club needs um, to, to have long-term success. Um, but the key is still going to be that the, the fundamental problem that, you know, both of those football clubs have had previously and we've also had with other, other sporting codes in this city is that there is a problem with uh, infrastructure in terms of where this team will play, where this team will be based. Um, I'm not sure if this is exactly true, but I've heard that this team is going to be based in terms of its, its training facilities and everything are going to be on the North Shore, but then they're going to play games at Mount Smart Stadium. Now, that instantly rings alarm bells for me. And again, it comes back to the old conversation. If only we had a waterfront stadium, Daniel. Like, that would solve so many problems for, for, for this club, for the Warriors, for the Blues, uh, for the Auckland NPC team. It would solve all sorts of multi-code problems in this city. Perhaps the ship has sailed there, but who knows? When you've got an enormous amount of money coming on board through, through this man, Bill Foley, you just don't know, really, what's... Uh, what, what might be possible in this city moving forward. Yeah, indeed. There's so many uh, interesting ways to look at this. Uh, we don't really have the time for it now to, to touch on every single one of them. Andrew Gordy out of News Hub is with us. Uh, maybe maybe they should hire Hamish McLennan. He's available. He'll get you some no, headlines. No one should, he no might one, burn Daniel, down the house. No he might should, burn down everything. No one should hire Hamish McLennan. No one should hire Hamish McLennan. Hamish McLennan should retire, and I'm sure I'm sure he's got a lot of money. He can retire to some some beautiful waterfront property and and on the Sydney beaches, um, and just sail off into the sunset. Um, he should have had nothing to do with Rugby Australia to start with. Just look, Daniel, at the untold damage he has done to that code in Australia, uh, in particular over the last over the last six months, and just how much work is going to be required to to unravel that for a sport that does not have time to be to be bothering with that sort of thing. They are battling their own, you know, code wars over there with, in particular, the AFL and the NRL, 
and now they are they are starting again and having to having to reestablish themselves and and God knows how long that's going to take. But geez, I hope they swallow their pride. This 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 organisation, I suppose, which I'm sure you know, with Phil War and some other good people around him, uh, and in particular on the board, obviously they've, they've finally managed to get the outcome that they needed there. Um, but they really need to to engage with New Zealand rugby because these two countries and these two organisations need each other. They need each other desperately. So I hope that, you know, between between Mark Robinson, obviously, and Phil War, and obviously the respective boards, they can sit down and start making some meaningful progress for Trans-Tasman Rugby, and in particular, obviously, getting the Super Rugby Commission off the ground. Because if they don't start moving quickly on that, Daniel, uh, it's going to affect both sides of the Tasman. Yeah, more longer term, it looks like there uh, might be not as heated sort of discussions as far as framing... Um, a competition for 2026 onwards, because that really is the key date, isn't it? And the commission is so important to that, uh, I would assume too, Andrew. So they're, they're really important touch points you have uh, mentioned there. Uh, it's my last week filling in for Smithy. I'm not sure when we'll speak again, uh, Mr Gordy. I'd like to know, what do you want for your sporting Christmas? What do I want for my sporting Christmas, Daniel? I just want Manchester United to start performing again. I'd like some players to come back from uh, from injury. Um, and I'd like to see uh, Eric Ten Hag keep his job. I'd like to see the Glazers out. So all my Christmas wishes really uh, relate to Manchester United. But you know what? I'm expecting a lump of coal. Yeah, indeed, including losing to Everton uh, this coming Sunday in the heated environment. Daniel, The Everton fans are going to be absolutely sepo. That, if there's one oh. game you want to watch this weekend, that the atmosphere at that Everton United game is going to be amazing on Monday morning. Yeah, look, if, 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 if we get the wrong side of the ledger, I might be taking a sick day. <laughs> Good on you, mate. Appreciate your time. Lovely to chat over the last few weeks, mate. Have a great Christmas. Happy New Year to you. And you and yours, mate. See you later. Andrew Gordy from News Hub, uh, the Bulletin covering off uh, well, truncated sort of uh, topics, uh, rugby and football, lots of footballing news. Uh, more to come after 11 o'clock, football fans. Uh, Fred De Jong has been sitting in the De Jong estate uh, watching the All Whites. Uh, we'll give a, a detailed sort of analysis on that performance uh, with Fred a little bit later. Um, just a reminder, keep your texts coming in, double eight, double three. Love your contribution. Also a reminder that Flight Centre's Big Red Sailors on with limited time offers on flights, cruises, holidays and tours. Book now to save big. Back shortly.